0: Welcome to the Alcohol Freedom Podcast, where we are bringing you a modern and judgment free conversation about how we relate to our drinking habits. I'm Michelle Kapler, and you've got episode 27. Hi, friend. Thanks for being here. And thank you for continuing to be here with me every week. If you're finding these podcast episodes helpful, would you consider sharing it with somebody who you think might find it helpful too? we need to keep having this conversation. And by the way, did you turn into episode 25? It was a couple weeks ago and I interviewed my husband, Peter, to ask him about his thoughts and experiences when it comes to my drinking. There were some moments that brought back some cringeworthy shame and guilt when he spoke to me directly about how it affected him, but mostly I just felt love. His support has been so amazing despite his humanness and not following my manual for him all of the time. It's a great conversation and I highly recommend you check it out. It's episode 25 and I'll put it in the show notes. So this week, I'm going to talk about knowing when it's time to make a change. I'm answering this question that I get from a lot of people who are asking me about how this work might apply to them. And that is, how will I know when I'm ready to make a change, which is a close second to when is it a good time to do this work? And that's what we're going to chat about today. How will I know when I'm ready? So, I think rather than talk about the signs that you are ready to do this work, I actually want to talk about some of the things that have very little to do with somebody's readiness. There are things that you don't want to use as a measure of your readiness. The first one, Is the opinion of your family or friends or spouse. And I want to be clear, I'm not talking about somebody's family staging an intervention or their doctor recommending rehab or inpatient treatment. I'm actually talking about the opposite of somebody urging you to take a look at your drinking. What I'm talking about is people who are reassuring you that you don't have a drinking problem, even when you are questioning it yourself. As I have talked about in past episodes, I questioned my drinking for over 10 years before I actually made a change. I knew internally that something wasn't right for a long time before I decided to take action. And over the years, and in several relationships, I would ask for feedback from my partner. And every time this happened, they would give me the feedback that they didn't think I had a problem and they didn't think anything was wrong with me. Because people who love us do this sort of thing. They want to make us feel better. They want to reassure us that everything is okay and that there's nothing wrong with us. But I want you to also consider that they might have a very exaggerated and dramatized idea of what it looks like when somebody has a drinking problem. My husband, for example, as he talks about in our episode genuinely thought that my drinking wasn't that bad because I wasn't being violent or drinking in the morning or parenting irresponsibly, which in his mind was what it would look like if somebody had a drinking problem. But he wasn't in my head. He wasn't experiencing the struggle and suffering that I was going through. So my message here is that your spouse will be looking at it through their own lens of what they think it looks like when somebody has a drinking problem and they might genuinely think that you're fine. Same goes for friends or family members. In most cases, their intentions are in the right place, and they just want to reassure us that everything is okay. So if you think this is a place in your life that you'd like to make a change, even if everyone else in your life thinks you're fine, maybe it's worth giving it a try to just think about it. The second thing that has nothing to do with readiness is finding the quote right time. I meet people all the time who tell me that they want to make a change in their life when it comes to their drinking, but it's patio season, or the holidays are coming up, or they have a vacation scheduled next month, or they're coming up on busy season at work and they need their nightly glass of wine to relax during this stressful work season. Or they have a series of work functions or very important client dinners where they will be, quote, expected to join their clientele for cocktails. They really want to do this work, but life keeps handing them these circumstances in which they cannot imagine not drinking. And what I want to say about this is that there's never a good time to do this. There will always be the next vacation or work dinner or holiday season or wedding or occasion or stressful event just around the corner. So if you're waiting for a time in your life when things like this won't be an issue, you will be waiting forever. When I stopped drinking, it was in the first few weeks of the COVID pandemic. I could see myself slipping into this next level of stress management and self-medication with these nightly rounds of a bottle of wine and a few cupcakes and a few episodes of Tiger King because I didn't want to feel the stress and anxiety and heaviness of what was going on in the world. It was just kind of one layer deeper of this habit I had of numbing out with wine, and then I was combining it with other sources of pleasure to get this next level numbing and one morning, it dawned on me that COVID probably wasn't going anywhere anytime soon. And that I would need to figure out how to feel my way through all of it or simply just let go and accept the next level of self-medication and buffering. So obviously, I chose the former. And over the next two years, I've had the opportunity to learn and navigate all of these things without the boost stressful circumstances at work, celebrations, holidays and trips, dinners out, a disagreement with my friends, issues in my marriage, a death in my family, moving to a new town, starting a new business, a potential cancer scare, a bad review on Google. I have now had the opportunity to navigate all of these things as this new alcohol-free version of myself. And at the end of the day, part of doing this work is that you'll have to learn to do all of your life as this new version of yourself that doesn't drink all the time, even on vacation or at a client dinner or after a disagreement with your partner. But the interesting thing that happens when you let go of finding, quote, the right time in the hopes of avoiding to have to deal with all of these things is that these events and life circumstances actually become your arena to engage in this work and to gather evidence that you actually are a person who does all of these things without drinking. Every time one of these things come up, you get to prove to yourself that you can be a person who doesn't drink. Because the growth doesn't happen when it's easy. The habit is solidified when you were able to show yourself that you can do these things and not lose your mind or end up drinking or, I don't know, spontaneously combust. The new version of yourself becomes more and more clear when you show up to these circumstances in life and have your own back. And so you can look at it from the perspective of, well, maybe these things that are going to come up will be an opportunity to not drink, to show myself that I can do this. The third thing that has nothing to do with readiness is feeling terrible and doubtful when you're thinking about doing it. I want you to close your eyes for a second, unless you're driving. Don't do this if you're driving. If you're driving, just imagine it with your eyes open. But for a second, I want you to imagine that you take a break from drinking for 12 weeks and then you decide you'd never want to drink again. When you imagine this, what comes up for you? I imagine there might be a little bit of curiosity. You might feel a little bit inspired, but mostly you probably feel uncertainty and dread and fear. Maybe some self doubt. This is normal. This is understandable. When you present your brain with the idea that you might make a change or do something different, the instinctual part of your brain will automatically offer you a big nope because our brains want to be efficient. They like routine and predictability because that's what used to keep us alive throughout history. Staying the same and not deviating from what is working, what was safe. What was known, what kept us from starving or being eaten or freezing to death. But now, in our modern context, we need to be able to take a look at this through a different lens. When you think about making a change and your initial reaction is fear or dread or terror or any other emotional representation or emotional aversion, it doesn't mean that it's not the right thing to do. The brain is offering you this reaction based on a habit that you have formed. Not because it's objectively a terrible idea, though it might feel that way in the moment. So if you are waiting until you feel completely confident and ready and only positive about the idea of making this change, again, you're going to be waiting forever. Just because you feel fear doesn't mean that something has gone wrong. And let me tell you, as somebody who has been heavily leaning into cultivating the skill of being able to feel anything, over the last two years, I will tell you that if you can learn this skill in this context, if you can learn to feel the fear and doubt and anxiety and do it anyway, you will very quickly learn that you can repeat this in many other areas of your life. And if you believe that you can feel anything, if you know that you can feel anything, positive or negative, if you can experience any emotion and be totally okay with it, There's nothing you can't do. So, how do you know when you're ready to do this? If it's not feedback from your people, if it's not external circumstances in your life, if it's not even your emotional compass and how you feel when you think about doing it, then what is it? The answer is you just decide. And if you're still listening at this point in the episode, I would wholeheartedly encourage you to consider that now is the perfect time to decide to do this. You just decide. And then you expect that people in your life will have something to say about it, positive and negative. You expect that you will feel fear and doubt and anxiety, and it doesn't mean that anything has gone wrong or that is it's not the right decision. And you expect that your life will provide you opportunities to prove to yourself that you can have disagreements with your spouse and attend a wedding or a client dinner go through something hard without needing to drink and to give you an idea of what's possible you will get to a point where you completely lose your desire to drink during all of these things you will get to a point where it's normal for alcohol to just not be an automatic addition to many things in life take it from somebody who was averaging a bottle of wine a day that's me who felt terrified by the idea of life without alcohol now I rarely even think about it. My desire to drink is completely gone, and that is freedom. How did this episode sit with you? Are you someone who would like to quit drinking or take a break for a while? Are you somebody who is wondering if it's the right time to try out a new version of your life? If this is you and you're ready to make a change, let's talk. I want to tell you all about my 12-week program where I help you do exactly that. I guarantee that by the end of the 12 weeks, you will have a very different relationship with your drinking. You can head to michellekappler.com or click the link in the show notes to book your free 60-minute virtual consult today so you can tell me all about you and I'll tell you all about how I can help you with your drinking. That's going to be it for me this week. I'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, you've got this, my friend.